0: Life Audio.
1: Have you found your life becoming increasingly more complex these days? Just ahead on the Encouragement for You podcast, Dr. Greg and Aaron Smalley provide insight on how to simplify your life.
0: Welcome to the Encouragement for You podcast, brought to you by Encouragement Communications in association with the Salem Web Network and is part of the Life Audio Faith Toolkit series. For more inspirational, faith-affirming podcasts, visit LifeAudio.com. In just a moment, your host, Don Hawkins, will introduce today's episode. First, a word from our sponsors.
2: Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up.
0: Have you noticed how complicated life has become these days? All of our electronic gadgets were supposed to simplify things. But with schedules packed to the limit and more things to keep up with, our lives need simplifying. And that's what Dr. Greg Smalley, Vice President of Focus on the Family, and his wife Erin, will discuss with Encouragement for You host, Don Hawkins.
1: All right, we've been talking our way through these, talking about simplifying your life, the top 20 list I think the first one is obviously the most valuable and most important, and that is prioritizing, picking out the four or five main things you want to do in your life. Why in the world is that such a hard thing for us to do, though? It seems like for a lot of us, that's a really, really big challenge.
3: Well, Don, you know, part of again just to, just to set the, the stage for this, um, what does this have to do with marriage? So many people ask us or relationships, and what we're finding is that that so many people are busy and we get caught up in doing all these things, whether it's taking kids here or getting busy with this, this activity over here or just managing our house or moving the lawn. I mean, there's so much stuff that gets in the way. And what that does is the impact is relationally, it keeps us from really having that, that quality time mm-hmm. together yeah. where we're using that time to really learn and deepen our knowledge about one another. And, and that's why, back to your point about values – um, if we're not clear on, on what our end in mind is, if we're not clear on what we really value, then one, we don't, we don't really have a target to shoot for. And so when we shoot, we're not even sure if we hit anything anyway. And so wow. part, of, part of what Aaron and I have, have talked through is that one of our core values is, this, is spending time together, but using that time strategically just to be curious with each other, deepen our knowledge, understand each other better, and, and therefore, we use that value to guide um, decisions. You know, do we, do we mow the lawn or, you know, do we, you know, pay a neighborhood kid or someone else to do that for us? Mm. You know, because we, yep. we, we only have so much time. And so that's an example of how one the way that we've simplified our life is yeah. we've just chosen, you know, we, we want to, we, we know lawn care is, is expensive, but we've chosen to make that investment so that that does free us up,
1: and and you know we can all think of ways that we spend money that we could economize on that would would at the same time free up money to spend on things that would free up time because there's a sense in which time is money. Wouldn't you agree? Oh
3: gosh, yep. it, it it is in 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 time being. You know, time is money. I think what that means is time is is, is a is a value, yep. mm-hmm. and you can't put a price tag on it. Again, that's, so that, that's just one of the things that we're always asking ourselves is are we are there things in our life that we can either simplify or get rid of, yeah. all for the relational value?
1: Yeah, and, and actually this ties into number five on your list here, simplify home tasks, lawn care being one of those home tasks, and uh, thinking about all the stuff you do at home, uh, the fact that sometimes our home task list is as long as our work list and we, uh, we never get everything done. Uh, what are some other ways that we can simplify those home tasks, And I would think that for the ladies in our listening family, there would probably be some suggestions you'd have there.
2: You know, Don, there's, there's many ways that we can do that, especially just as the women in the house. Um, we talked about, you know, uh, eliminating some of our kids' responsibilities and uh, commitments outside of the home. But then also within the home, there's, there's simple things you can be doing like planning your menus in advance and letting things go, everything, you know, accepting that everything's not going to be perfect always and, and really just letting it be okay when everything doesn't get done. Or maybe there's times that you need to make a phone call but you can be doing something else, of course, something that's not going to take your attention and you're off of who you're talking to, especially if it's an important mm-hmm. phone call. But there's times that I put the headset on and I dust while I am talking to a friend so I can get two things done at once.
1: Now, we have some folks who have been waiting on the phone to talk with us, and Audelia is listening, I believe, in uh, Louisiana. Is that correct, Audelia? Yes. How can we be of help?
2: Well, our ladies' group at church has realized that not only our church, but several churches have the problem of the young girls and mothers in, in the churches have not had the rearing that we had, us us older ladies. And so we've started a thing called Back to the Basics, Mm -hmm. and we wanted to do something that wouldn't be offensive to the girls to show them how to keep house and how to train their children and how to, you know, interact with people, Mm -hmm. either from broken homes or for whatever the reason that they've not been taught this. And I would just like a few guidelines Okay. Uh, can they give me some insight on some things that we can do?
1: What a great question. Erin, let's start with you on this one.
2: Well, that sounds like a really neat ministry. I recently spoke at a conference in Cincinnati and met a woman who um, has developed a study for mothers and daughters, and I guess grandmothers can do it with them, and it's all on being a a woman of character and really out of Proverbs, and really going back to the basics of what does it say to be a godly woman, and that her feelings were that this generation has really lost the art of housekeeping and cleaning and the basics of, of being a godly woman. And so she actually developed an entire study that, I don't know if it's published yet or not, but on those basic things. So I think it's, it's wonderful that you're doing that, and what an amazing thing, I would say, I think you hit it right on the head. You said doing it, did, did you say not in the judgmental, in a, in a way that, that they don't feel judged or criticized? I can't remember the exact words you said, but doing it in a way that's honoring and mm-hmm. encouraging to these young women and providing just a, a place where they can feel safe to share what they're really struggling with. Yeah. I think what a, what a great gift you're giving these young ladies. Greg, your thoughts?
3: Well, I was just I was just sitting here and thinking about back to the basics, and as my son and I were we went to pick Gary Oliver and his family up from the airport tonight, and uh, on the drive out, it was amazing how Garrison was he's seven and he was telling me all about why he was afraid to go into the second grade because he was going to have to do harder math, mm. and what what was what was amazing in terms of going back to the basics is emotions, and and what I realized. Is, is how much our culture teaches us not to pay attention to stuff how we feel to ignore that think about think our way through life and and how amazing I've worked so hard with my son and and it, it was such a it was such a great discussion where he just was honest at seven saying i'm scared and here's and here's why and we just got to talk about emotions and what do they mean and how they're part of how God made us and that jesus had emotions and so anytime I think about going back to the basics, you know, I just think about, you know, how do we teach our kids the value of emotions and to use them as information to help them guide our decisions? We, If we don't use our brain and our heart together as one, we we, we won't ever
1: make great decisions. Mm, great thoughts. So Delia, we want to pray for you and for these ladies, Okay. Okay. Lord, what a privilege it is to be able to lift folks up, to intercede in prayer. And, Lord, I especially want to pray that you would give wisdom to Audelia. Thank you for this very worthy goal of communicating these basic skills and truths uh, to these young ladies and doing so in an affirming way. And uh, Lord, that's not always easy, and I pray that you would grant wisdom to Audelia in that. And I pray... Uh, that you would just, uh, in a special way, make it possible for this to have a significant impact in many lives. And I thank you for the wisdom that we've been able to share through Greg and Erin. And I do pray that this ministry that Audelia is involved in would grow and flourish and have a great impact for you. We ask these things, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: We'll be back with more after a brief word from our sponsors. And don't forget to listen for Dawn's live weekend talk show, Encouragement Live. Heard Saturdays at 7.05 p.m. Central Time on American Family Radio and other radio stations around the country, as well as on theworshipchannel.org. There's more ahead on how to simplify your life with Dr. Greg and Aaron Smalley and Encouragement for You host Don Hawkins.
1: We talked about simplifying home tasks, and I noticed that the item number six on the list that you guys have given me uh, is something that is one of the most difficult things to learn and it almost seems like some people uh, have either been born with or acquired uh, a genetic inability to say a single word that could simplify a lot of our lives. <laughs> and, and that word is no.
3: Well, well, clearly we couldn't say it to you so yeah. I don't know why you're asking. <laughs> that's, that. Yeah, you guys <laughs> that's didn't.
1: That's the word no. That's right. You guys didn't say no to me. You got and you didn't say no to Gary Oliver about picking him up at the airport. <laughs> that's true. Maybe
3: you should talk to us about the yeah. value of. You know what, no, to, to your point, that that, that is tough. Yeah. I mean, a lot of us are people pleasers, we love to serve, the greatest amongst you is yeah. your servant. We get a very confusing message it within our churches because you know, we we, we hear the I am third principle, you know, God first, other yeah. second, I am third. Yeah. Which which is all great. The problem, Don, is that so many people serve to the point of exhaustion. Yeah. The biggest Words often we hear from people who come in for help is, I'm worn out, I'm tired, I'm exhausted, I'm empty, I have nothing more to give. Yeah. And that's the problem. We can't give what we don't yes. have. Yeah. And so if we don't say no sometimes, I mean, even Jesus, remember feeding of the 5,000? Yeah. In the midst of his ministry, knowing his short window of time, he, he also knew to go off with his disciples to, to it talks about, to a place and get some rest. And and, and that's always solely for the purpose of getting refilled back up so that I can turn right around and give more. But uh, if if we can't say no, then we get depleted. We didn't have nothing to give, so what good are we? Mm. I mean, you
1: know. Yeah, and it's so easy for us just to push and push, and we've heard the saying before, I'd rather burn out than rust out, but it seems to me a better option is just to live out one day at a time. Absolutely. And, And,
2: you know, as Greg was saying, often it was the women that were coming in and saying i'm exhausted i don't have anything to give because as women often we're working full time and we're taking care of the house and we're taking care of the kids and the you know primary mm-hmm. um, child care and provider your husband, and, and your husband yes. and all these women in the church and right. the cats and, and the, the lawn <laughs> sometimes <Yeah>. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> the lawn. Yes. but you know in realizing that I love, I love that it really impacted me a lot in my life, realizing I cannot give to anybody when I have nothing or when I'm plugging into all these other activities and sources, trying to get filled up when really it's draining me and realizing I have to make the decision to do the things that are going to fill me up, going and plugging into the Lord each and every day and realizing what things drain my energy and what things give energy and yeah. keeping that in balance yeah and And realizing that I am his temple, and I have to care i 'm the only one here that is is responsible to care for me mm-hmm. between me and him yeah, we can do that job
1: yeah that 's a great wisdom to you know just to think about the fact that that we don 't have to meet every need we don 't have to do everything. I like what you guys put in here, and I'm going to adapt this and use it, and I'll give you credit. Can't give you any cash, but I'll give you credit tomorrow. Oh. And and that is to create plans or policies that make saying no easier. Like I'm sorry, I already have a financial planner. I'm sorry, I have to take one day a week uh, to be with my family, and today is that day.
2: Mm-hmm. And you know, really, it goes back to what Greg was saying at the beginning of the show that we have to we have to know what our end in mind is. Mm-hmm. And if our family is going to be up there as a priority, we have to then live that out. Yeah. It's not saying no to everything outside of the family, but and I know for me personally, having a teenager down to a seven-year-old, there there have been more times than not that I've had to say no lately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just to keep my priorities in line, to have time with my daughter, time with my husband, time for me with the Lord, and time with my seven-year-old son.
1: Yeah. And Dan and, Cathy mentioned that earlier he he talked about and then and with his incredibly busy schedule, finding time to be with the Lord and making Jesus Christ a priority that's right and, and for all of us, that has to be uh, the priority that that mm-hmm. causes us to say no to some other things. It may yeah. be saying no to television shows or saying no to you know to getting together with friends or, or going to a movie or whatever it happens to be, but uh, so many things there that we uh, again just need to develop that ability to sometimes say that word no
3: absolutely no in in whenever you have a chance i'd love to give you as a dad one of my favorite ways to simplify our life
1: okay let me hear it
3: okay i'm ready it's uh it's it's simple it's this it's it's learning to do two things at once okay oh i love that and and here's what i mean there's times where i'll run to the store run to the hardware store um, and instead of me going alone, what I've learned to do is to take one of my kids. We can stop off, mm-hmm. have you know, get an ice cream or, or what else, whatever. But it's that it's that drive time that we laugh, we connect. Mm-hmm. Um, they they help me shop. They so they get that experience. But but what and what actually happened, Don, is that that even went further into my what, what I realized in my my professional life mm-hmm. is that you know I've got to travel for a living. Don't yeah. do it tons. But but I made a rule that now I don't go anywhere and speak unless one of my kids goes with me. Mm. And I tell you what, it has absolutely revolutionized my relationship with my kids.
1: Wow. Eric is listening in Montgomery, Alabama. Greetings, Eric.
4: How you doing, sir?
1: Fine. Thanks for calling.
4: Uh, the reason I called is because I'm in, a, uh, I'm in a church right now, and I'm a leader. I'm actually teaching a Sunday school class, college and career Sunday school. And uh, I believe that the mm. Lord has put it on my heart, and I've been praying about it for a college and career ministry, because we don't have one right now at the church. Hmm, and okay. uh, right now, you know, uh, we've got some great things happening at the church. It's really growing in leaps and bounds. And the class, uh, we just had to come to know Jesus, and uh, one of them got baptized the other weekend. The other one's getting baptized this weekend, so wow. praise the Lord for that. Amen. And uh, we've just got so much going on, but... I've really really been trying to spin myself and and put myself out there, and just I've been burdened to be, you know, there for people and make a difference and show people that Jesus cares and that I'm willing to be an instrument of grace to show them that mercy and that love, and I'm just trying to do that. But at the same time, Don, I am just, I'm getting exhausted, brother. Mm -hmm. I'm getting exhausted. I'm getting just worn out. It seems like what Greg and Aaron are saying are just coming right out of my mouth. It's unbelievable. And I'm just so worn and weary from it, and I don't want to get that way. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, I've, I've got a couple of issues with the group, with the as you know, with baby Christians. Sure, mm-hmm. you know, there's a little bit of a lack of discipline sometimes, and you gotta, you gotta, you gotta put the rod down sometimes. You know, the Bible says, "If you spare the rod, you spoil the child." Well, that's the same principle as far as spiritual children too. You know, because we're we're babes in Christ when we first come to knowing.
1: Hey Eric, let me okay. jump in for just a second, Eric, because what I'm hearing, I'm hearing two issues here. I'm hearing some issues with these young people that you want to work with, but I'm more concerned with what I'm hearing from you, and that is that um, I think I'm hearing a fire alarm go off, a smoke detector okay. that indicates a possibility of some burnout. That okay. you may be feeling burned out. That that's what it it sounds like to me
4: yeah I'm, I'm I'm feeling pretty
1: weary brother yeah and that's my concern my brother is that you uh may be in a position where if if you uh don't take some steps to to cut back and simplify uh and say no to some things uh you won't have uh, any of yourself left to give to these folks, and, and you obviously want to pour yourself into their lives, but there's got to be enough of yourself you can't empty your bucket and, and still expect to pour into their lives. Let's talk to Greg okay. and to Aaron about your situation. We're glad you okay. called.
3: Thank well, you, Eric. Uh, first of all, just, man, what a neat heart
1: yeah. you have
3: and passion to serve, and, and that's amazing to hear. And the, and the biggest thing that I would encourage you is notice Christ's example. He did not go and minister alone. He was just surrounded by disciples. They did this together. And, and one of the biggest things that I always encourage, especially youth ministers, those working with college age, is that you will, they will uh, uh, just wipe you out if you go at it alone. And so my, my, my encouragement to you would be is to find what are, who are some resources? Who are some people that you could pull in, much like Christ used the disciples to help you do this, so you don't have to bear this burden alone. Maybe it's sharing the teaching. Maybe it's sharing when kids need help. I mean, I don't know, but if you could build a team around you, that that's then how you can really guard against mm. burning out. That would be the yep. biggest thing I would look for is who can you start praying for it now, God? Who can you bring in that will share this burden so that we can be even more effective?
1: Yeah, great suggestion. Erin, you have any thoughts that you'd pass along to Eric?
2: You know, I I would just become very aware of the limits around your ministry, the times that you need to be alone or be with your loved ones, and yeah. the, definitely time first and foremost with the Lord, but really setting limits around this is my time and this is ministry time. Yes, it's going to be interrupted occasionally, but really setting the limits and having the, having a team, you would be able to do that to defer it to right now I'm, I'm, I'm unable to, to, to do this, but... You know, so and so over here is able to right now, yeah. and so really, really guarding um, your your personal life and and what you're really able to do and able to yeah. give.
1: And tying into that, Eric, I think one of the things I'd encourage you to do is to have at least one or more older men who will be mentors and supporters and encouragers and accountability partners uh, just in the area of your time management. I know for me that's been very helpful to have some folks that I'm accountable to, some folks that I work with in terms of time. And I I certainly haven't perfected it, but uh, I really think that that's an important step. Greg, would you lead us in prayer right now for this dear brother and for this ministry?
3: Yeah, Lord, we just lift up Eric. Lord, uh, really teach him, show him how he guards his heart so that he can stay abundantly full of your love by whatever limits, Lord, he needs to set. Um, Lord, bring bring in some older men uh, to really mentor him, to help him understand what they've done, use their experience, Lord, their wisdom that you've given them. But, Lord, also I pray right now that, that there are people within his ministry, within his church, Lord, who will step up, who will feel that burden right now in their heart, Lord, to surround him and hmm. help champion what he's so passionate about, what you've put in his heart, Lord, so that, the, that this can be spread out, so that more ministry, Lord, can be done. Just bring the right people, Lord. We know they're there and they're ready to serve. Just Just reveal to Eric, Lord, who those people are. And we ask these things in your precious name, Lord. Amen.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Encouragement for You with Don Hawkins, host of Encouragement Live Radio and author of over 25 books, including Never Give Up and Master Discipleship Today. You can find more about Don and his books at encouragementlive.org. Encouragement for You is a production of Encouragement Communications with the Salem Web Network and LifeAudio.com, editing by Phil Gebers, production by Elizabeth Andrade. If you enjoyed what you heard today, we'd love for you to head over to your favorite podcast app and leave us a review. It really does help people find us.
1: Let me take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on Encouragement for You. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more.
0: Stay encouraged and join us next time for encouragement for you.
2: Hi, I'm Beckett Cook, host of The Beckett Cook Show. I lived as a gay man in Hollywood for many, many years until I had a radical encounter with Jesus 13 years ago. Since then, I've gotten my master's degree in seminary and published a book called A Change of Affection. On my podcast, The Becca Cook Show, I sit down with fascinating Christian scholars and thinkers to address the lies of the culture and bring the biblical truth to bear on those lies. To start listening now, go to lifeaudio.com or search for The Becca Cook Show on your favorite podcasting platform.